Whitey Puzzleman's Crossword Hour for another week. I am Bianca Brady. I'm here with my lovely, talented, and brilliant co-host, Olivia Shepson. Hi, Olivia. Hello. And we have an extremely special guest today. I mean, we landed a whale, folks. This (laughs) is the biggest fish. I think I'm going to have to leave. (laughs) 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 We have on the podcast today the New York Times crossword columnist, Deb Amlin. I am so glad to be here, and I'm so glad to meet you. Thank you Both of you. You're so cool. Thank you for being on the show. We are cool. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Um, Deb graciously invited us into her home, and we're recording (laughs) on location. Yes. So we are the ones who are happy to be here with you, we I, are. I, th- here. I think. I think we should tell them that you traveled about fifteen hours to get out here. <laughs> I live. Yes. I live pretty far out in New Jersey, and uh, on a very rainy day, you were willing to get into a car and come over here to accommodate me. So thank you for that. Of course, Bianca rented the car because I'm not old enough. Oh. <laughs> you had to be like twenty five. I think Seriously? I'm twenty. I'm twenty four. Wow. I think so. Otherwise, there's some absurd premium. Yeah. So thanks for doing the legwork on that and everything else. Well, when uh, when Olivia, I, when I told her about the plan, she was like, can you drive? It's like, <laughs> How yeah. are we doing this? Right. It's like, can you? She's like, I could. I don't remember if I still can. <laughs> I have a driver's license. I renewed it recently, but you don't really have to. Prove no. that you're good at it to renew it. I haven't driven in seven or eight years, probably. <laughs> That's one of the nice things about living in the city. Yeah. yeah I sure. actually did not have a driver's license until I moved out to New Jersey in my 30s to raise my kids. Wow. Dang. Because I was living in the city. My I lived in the city my whole life. I grew up here. <clears throat> oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah. It just was not a thing. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in the Bronx, Mm -hmm. and uh, somewhere during my college years, my parents moved into Manhattan because my sister was a dancer and needed to be near Lincoln Center, and my father worked in Manhattan, so it just, it was more convenient, and uh, one day I came home for break, and they were gone, Uh, but eventually I managed to find them in (laughs) Midtown Manhattan and uh, moved in with them for... Uh, many years after I graduated, well, not many, but a few years after I graduated and uh, lived in New Jersey until I had been married for a few years and we decided to start a family and uh, we wanted to do it outside of the city. Right, right. So, Deb, tell the listening audience, um, some of the people who listen to this show are real dumb, dumb dinguses. So tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do oh. at the New York Times. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I really am not sure. Uh, I get paid to show up. Okay. Cool. And like we said before, I sit in a lot of meetings and say, "Hey, good point." <laughs> um, actually, I write the daily crossword column. It's called Wordplay, and for every puzzle that the New York Times publishes, there's a, an accompanying column. 
Um, and we're, our motto is we're here to help you solve. So no, no other newspaper crossword really does that. Uh, people sort of pick up a crossword puzzle. And uh, from what I could tell from in my tra travels when people talk to me, they tend to pick it up on the worst day possible. Because you, if you think about it, people have a lot more time on the weekends mm -hmm. and they're looking around for something to do. And they pick up a newspaper on a Saturday, open it up to the crossword and God help them. Mm -hmm. I know. It's, it's the worst day. I don't blame them for running away screaming. Same. So we're, our goal is to sort of lower that intimidation barrier because most people think of the New York Times crossword puzzle as very uh, cerebral and academic, and that really couldn't be farther from the truth. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that uh, there are some, but it's very goofy and funny, and a lot of people don't realize that about crossword puzzles in general. I know that's what I think is uh, is my favorite thing about mm -hmm. the crossword puzzle. Maybe, um, on the whole, is that it combines both the high and the low. Like yes. some of our favorite clues and answers are often like there was one that we loved where what was it dat dat thing and the answer was <laughs> oh dare yeah yeah that over yeah that thing over, over, over yeah over, over dare, dare. <laughs> we were like yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean it's it's very funny if nothing plays with words more than right a crossword puzzle and one of the other things we do in addition to the daily column is uh, i am the editor of all of the stuff that goes around the puzzle, things that will help you solve. Like we have uh, a weekly, what the heck is that? And we call it, what the heck is that? Because we were not allowed to call it, what the hell is that? Okay. <laughs> um, and we, we take a word from the previous week's puzzles that a lot of people wound up revealing, which we can track. And oh, so... Metrics. Metrics and analytics, all those big words that I have no idea what they mean. Numbers. But my, But the developers on my team tell me, okay, this is the one that everybody got wrong. And so I will take that word and explain it to people and we'll write it up a little bit. We'll go into a little bit of history and dig a little deeper. And then in addition to that, we tell them how they might expect to see it clued. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's very helpful. If you know what to expect and you see that in an article that you read, the next time you see it in a puzzle, you have a better chance of getting it. Yes. So we're, I, I really like the idea of setting up people for success. As solving. do I. Yeah. You have it, a very positive social media presence that I love <laughs> to see. It's always like, you go, girl. You can yes. do it. Like, the good thing is that you tried. Like, a lot of that, which <laughs> you which Twitter everybody needs on the couch, as they say. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's funny. That started um, with somebody tweeting to me that they had... Got, finished a puzzle for the first time on their own. Mm -hmm. And that was a really big thing to them. And I don't remember why I did this exactly. I think I was out and I didn't have a lot of time to respond to them. So, you know, that gold medal emoji yes. on your phone, I just tweeted a gold medal back at them and it blew up. 
people really liked the idea that the New York Times was giving out gold medals. <laughs> and sure so I, I started giving people gold medals and saying, this is great. You're doing great. Keep going. And now people tweet at me and say, where's my gold medal? Okay. Well, yeah, and that's fine. No, listen, I'll, I have no demanding. problem. It doesn't. It doesn't take much for me <laughs> to to type out an emoji, you know. But I I like the idea that we are encouraging people because there's not a lot of that in the world today. Yeah, and I think that if you can do something that you consider difficult and get a pat on the back. From for it, it's very validating. Yeah. I and you're agree. more likely to keep solving. I agree. And there's a real rush with solving. Oh, there's yeah. a real high to it. Love those endorphins. Love them. Um, and I think when I started solving regularly, I was, you know, more casual and I would do like on the app reveal square or right. check check square nothing wrong with that um but now i'm i'm doing streak and now i'm yeah. like obsessed with my streak so it's interesting to hear that the developers are tracking <laughs> and they can tell well the, they are, yeah. i have nothing to you. hide you can watch me solve <laughs> i don't so how well, did you come to to be in this position what was your what well, was your journey it was a real um, meeting of a hundred different things and just being in the right place at the right time. I'm a humor writer by trade. I have a couple of books out and I had written, I was a columnist for other places like Yahoo. And uh, I had also started as a crossword constructor which I think was my way of sort of tiptoeing toward a writing career. I started with the crosswords. I fell in love with writing clues mm -hmm. because if, you know, there is nothing like trying to write a really terse and uh, twisty clue to make your writing lean and mean. Mm -hmm. yeah, so sure. it's great training for writing full sentences, actually. And I um, had been constructing for a few years and wordplay existed as a blog on the New York Times and unfortunately for Will Shorts uh the two guys who were taking turns writing it both quit on the same day huh. and he called me and said look we need to continue this you can write in full sentences would you like <laughs> to take this over wow and at the time, and there were a lot of changes going on in my life. I needed a full-time job, and I said, sure, having no idea what I was getting myself into. I mean, at the time, filing eight full newspaper columns a week is so much more work than you could ever imagine. I, I don't recommend it, <laughs> unless you're a lunatic like I am. But I learned so much in that first year about writing, about how to be part of a newspaper, about solving. I mean, I was probably a mediocre solver at best when I took over the job, but having to solve every day, and I do solve all the puzzles, really makes you a much better solver. Mm -hmm. You know, practice makes, perf not if not perfect, a much better solver. Totally. In this case. So I... 
I took it over and I saw that it could be so much more than it was at the time. And because I was the only one on the, I mean, I was the only member of the team at the time. It was just me, a lot of puzzles and crying. And, (laughs) but there was um, a really, really good product there. And I wanted to make sure that it got protected because the New York Times crossword is an icon. Yes. And, you know, there are a lot of other puzzles out there, indie puzzles and and stuff like that. They're excellent, wonderful. But the New York Times crossword has been around since 1942. And as a history geek, I have a lot of respect for that. And it's a real cultural touchstone, I think. Like, even in shows or movies, it'd be like, oh, solving the New York Times crossword in pen. Right. What a babe. We have a lot of friends at Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, really? And yeah, the puzzle gets mentioned quite a bit uh, on there. And in fact, Will made a cameo appearance on it last year, I think, or two years ago. No. Yeah. Oh, I got to dredge that up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you look for the episode where uh, a crossword puzzle constructor, not not Will, is accused of uh, these crimes, he does make a cameo appearance as another crossword constructor you gotta look quickly but he's there wow cool yeah so um yeah so I started writing and uh, gradually the New York Times caught on that this had a lot of potential and and you know they had sort of overlooked it Mm -hmm. uh, in favor of other things for a while but now there is um a real resurgence in popularity with it. We've got the app now. We've got additional games coming out for people who might not normally want to do a crossword, but things like Spelling Bee, which is my jam. I mean, it's the thing I do every morning when I wake up. Yeah, that is not something I've I've delved into yet, oh. is, are these other games and puzzles. Oh, I have to get... Before you leave, I'm going to get you hooked on this. Okay. <laughs> um, there... It's just a way of branching out. They're still word games, mm-hmm. but they're fun and they're just a nice palate cleanser in between crossword puzzles, I think. Totally. And I think especially the mini puzzle oh, appeals yeah. to people. And that's it's like a snack. Joel, right? Yeah, that's- Joel Fagliano. And uh, Sam Mazursky, who is the mm-hmm. associate puzzles editor, edits uh, Letterboxd and Spelling Bee. Yeah, I even my therapist was like, I love the minis. <laughs> right. And That's I was so like, funny. come on, get, yeah. get the full puzzle too. Well, what do you let me ask you a question then. Okay. What do you think would take someone to jump from the mini to say a Monday? Why why do our people so loathe to try the full crossword puzzle? Well, I think my mom is a perfect example. Um Because my stepdad does the puzzle every day. Mm -hmm. And she, I mean, my mom is a nurse and she's brilliant and she's so, you know, amazing. But it's just not like naturally how her brain works, I think, Mm -hmm. to, I don't know, like look at something and make the connection in that way that the the puzzle asks you to. It's not for everybody. But does she do the mini? She doesn't. Oh, okay. But she she's like, I'm going to start. I'm going to try on Monday. I think she's just a little nervous um, that she's not going to do a good job. And I'm, 
I, I just think that's and, and see, the that's, main barrier for that, people. That is exactly what I've been trying to bash down, so to speak, because to me, everybody approaches the puzzle like they're sitting down to take the SATs. I know, it's not and like it's that. Not, it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Exactly. And, you know, that's why I also say if you make a mistake, it's okay. That's what the eraser is for. That's what the backspace key is for. Nobody is judging you. It's And this is something that we say a lot. It's your puzzle. Play it the way you want. That's what I always tell people that. I'm like, Will Short said you can Google. Yeah. If you want. Right. And, and we say it all the time. <laughs> we, we, we talk about that. It's like, you made a mistake. So what? We and still like you. Sometimes <laughs> I even think, like, I put in the wrong answer. And I'm like, this should be the answer. Oh, yeah. This is a great answer. Oh, yeah. So you can also just kind of like... Make things up. Decide that yeah. it's right. You can put in random letters if you want. You could. You won't be marked right, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember the first time you met Will Shorts? Huh. In person? Well, the first time I heard from him was when my first puzzle was accepted. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, there is nothing like getting that acceptance email. Oh. If... When you get that puzzle, yes, email. And he's he's very kind. Uh, he doesn't do the correspondence anymore, but in those days he did. And this was back in, I think, 2004. I had a Sunday puzzle, which debuted in the New York Times. And that was my first contact with him, mm -hmm. really. Uh, he, he made things, um, he made me feel very welcome. And that cool. was really nice. Uh, and even his rejection letters, which, you know, I sub subsequently got, uh, they're so kind. You have to read them over a couple of times to make sure you've actually been rejected. <laughs> so I had, um, so that was my first email introduction mm -hmm. to Will. I think the first time I met him in person was the next year in 2005 at the ACPT the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. And uh, that was the, he was very busy because that was the year that the documentary Wordplay was filming. Ah, uh, love it. Yes. And I'm in there for about a second and a half. Cool. In the, in the audience. So, um. Check Deb out on there IMDb. You go. That was my, that was my, uh, my film debut. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was the first time I think I met him. And He's such just like a figure that's really shrouded in mystery. I think <laughs> is he really in the public? Wouldn't you say, Olivia? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I did learn that he is a table tennis professional. Has he inv well, invited he, you to hit I've, the ball I've been back to and forth? I've, no, I've been to the club. I haven't been invited to play. You hear that, Will? <laughs> and I. Um, he has his own table tennis club. I think for a while he was actually seated in whatever you oh. get seated in with Dang. table tennis. Uh, and that's his, that's his outlet, I think. Yeah. Does he play with anyone in the crossword team? Do he yeah, and Joel I, I, well, I don't, do it It's up? possible. Uh, I know that I've gotten photos from some constructors who uh, have, have played with him at his club uh, they seem to think it's very important for me 
to know. To, to know. <laughs> uh, they think you're going to give them a gold medal Right, emoji. exactly. Yeah, how nice for you. Uh, <laughs> I hope you didn't beat him because that makes him angry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I uh, haven't played. I probably would be terrible at it. I don't know, Deb. I think you'd crush. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. But uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not big on the hand, eye-hand coordination. <laughs> Me so neither. when you, so your like weekly routine with the puzzle. Mm-hmm. For me, I solve it at 10 p.m. when it drops on the <laughs> app. I get into bed. I say yes. I pop a nicotine lozenge in my mouth. There you really go. get the brain flowing. And then I do the puzzle, and then I go to sleep. So I do it the night before. Do you have a solving routine? Well, sort of. I get the puzzles about a week to two weeks before. Oh! Oh. Exclusive. Yeah. Well, I have to work ahead because I do so many other things. Mm -hmm. At the times I'm I'm writing constantly. Sometimes I write for other desks, and I, like I said, I go to a lot of meetings. Yeah, uh, the Times loves its meetings, and I, in order to edit a lot of the other stuff that comes along, I have to kind of carve out time. Right. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to make all my deadlines. Of course. So I get if I get the puzzles a week ahead of time, I start solving from Monday on, and I, I solve, and then I write the column, and then I solve, and then I write another column. And generally, if that takes me... I could write it much faster, but I get pulled away a lot. Right. So I write a little bit, and then I go to a meeting, and I write a little bit, and then somebody pulls me away, and then I write a little bit. It's 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 one of those. And eventually, hopefully, I have a whole column at the end of all of this, and it's not <laughs> gibberish. So uh, some people tell me it is. But... Um, I like the fact that I get to write every day. As a writer, that is a real privilege for me. It keeps my chops really sharp. And it's one of the things that's great about uh, the deadlines. I'm on. I mean, the downside is I'm on a deadline constantly. There's never a time when I'm not on deadline. But the upside is that it's trained me to hit the ground running when I write. So it's not like I have to stare at my laptop for an hour and a half before I think of what I want to write. I sit down, I do the puzzle, and then I just start writing and I have to come up with a lead and hopefully make people laugh a little bit and bring them bring them into it because it's kind of a humor column disguised always, as a crossword puzzle. You always make me laugh. Oh, thank Every you. time, oh. especially this past week when you um, cited that the word placenta... Um, <laughs> Welcoming it back to the New York Times. Been in the puzzle for like twenty something years. <laughs> well, you know there was and your philosophy. whole bit about going on the subway and telling people um, where Lake Victoria is yeah, to get a seat. Exactly, guys, read yeah, move it. <laughs> I, I think the the biggest thing I was uh, I, I think the thing I got the most mail on was a few years ago. I wrote about. Um, there was something in the puzzle about curling, the sport of curling, and it was a very, very obscure clue. Uh, I had no idea what it was, and I had written to the constructor to ask him why he put 
that in there and what it was about, just, you know, as by way of a small interview, and he never got back to me. So I wrote a column about why, I guess I was a little salty about that, and so I wrote a column about why curling will never catch on in America, and I got an un, I wasn't prepared for the tsunami of hatred. Oh my gosh. That would come back. People, especially and Americans, and it's not even really an American sport, which I thought was really funny. The Canadians just apologized. <laughs> but the the if you make fun of any sport in America, they will make their displeasure known. Except for major league soccer. Right. That's which fair they game. don't nobody understands anyway. <laughs> so I wound up some of the mail, I got invited to the curling finals to oh. go there, but I didn't want to travel all the way to that because the New York Times wasn't going to pay for that. And I believe me, I asked them. They were like, no. <laughs> but uh, one of the emails was from a curling club here in New Jersey that uh, was not too far from where I lived. So they said, come and we'll we'll teach you the sport of curling. We think, you know, everyone makes fun of it. We think... Uh, that you uh, will be very interested to know that. And it seemed very friendly. Plus, they said, you know, they do shots of whiskey afterward. Cool. So on a Sunday, I, uh, Charles and I, my partner and I went to uh, this curling club and they proceeded to uh, beat the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Can I say that? Is that yeah, okay? Sorry. Okay, thank you. Oh, yeah. Profanity is encouraged. Good. Yes. Because I can't say that in the Times. <laughs> the, um, they... Under the guise of teaching me how to curl, they put me down on my butt on the ice and taught me never to make fun of curling again. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but you want to know something that was I really learned from it. It's a very cool sport. It looks to me a, a lot like cleaning the house. It is. And you want to know something? The peop, they, You have to push on that broom really hard to make a difference. And I cannot. I found out that I cannot sweep. Um, I found out that I wheeze a lot when I go up and down a sheet of ice for two hours. And uh, I had the best time of my life. I really did. They were very nice people. They've since invited me back. I haven't had time to go. But that was one of the, the big ones. The other thing was that I recently told a story about, and this is part of it because a lot of people think that solving, just to bring this full circle, because right. mm -hmm. I, I do have a point, Um <laughs> A lot of people think that solving crosswords is a solitary pursuit. And I don't think it is. I think it has the potential to be very social, like getting on the subway and challenging people about rivers in Africa so yeah. they'll give you a seat. Um, I told a story the other day about uh, the time that I was invited to train a pot-bellied pig to be a service animal. Yes, I remember reading that. And that became known as the pig story. <laughs> It was, it got a lot of comments and a lot of mail because we have a very lively community on wordplay. A lot of people like to comment on it. But what I really liked, and maybe this is just because I'm a writer, I love stories. I'm a storyteller. And so I tell a story in the column and people tell stories back to me. And something comes up for me in the, in the uh, crossword puzzle and I'll mention it and I'll tell a story or I'll make fun of it or I'll go into details and tell, explain it to people and people respond and they do back. So it becomes a conversation. Things that come out of the puzzle 
connect us. That's literally why we started this show. Because we thought, you know, this is a real fertile soil for conversation starter. Because, I mean, there was one answer that was e-cig one week. (laughs) And Olivia got to tell the story about getting arrested in the, for vaping on the subway over. platform. Oh, I, I received excellent. a civil summons, <laughs> a fee for $50, which I paid so those, basically on my phone before I even got home. So, so those charges have been expunged. <laughs> yes. They're, okay. Yeah. You're not a felon. I'm not. No, okay. I'm not. But yeah, so any, and I've had my stepdad on the podcast a few times and just, um, you know, from diff- stuff from different time periods, there was a, a clue and answer mm-hmm. about Schaefer beer. Oh, and right. he sang the jingle because yeah. he remembered it. Sure. And a lot of other listeners emailed in to say that they that it got stuck in their head for right. a week after <laughs> that. But, you know, I had never heard of it. So right. it's like all of these random elements come together mm-hmm. to connect you. And then, I mean, it is. Kind of, for me, I like to do it alone, but mm-hmm. I love to feel the feeling of my brain, like, connecting Expanding. where yeah. it didn't have before. Cutting thing. new neural pathways. Exactly. Yeah. And we both love the sound of our own voices, so those two things <laughs> come unnatural. together in the yeah. form of a podcast, and it's perfect. And we have endless content because... There's a puzzle every day, forever. That's what I say is I I don't have to worry about coming up with new ideas because they they get fed to me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's so perfect. Yes, it is. It's a great gig. Um, Okay, so let's see. Do we have any other burning questions for Deb? I think it's likely that some may come up as we go through the puzzles. So we're going to talk a little bit about last week's puzzles from April 28th until Saturday, May 4th. So Sunday's puzzle was by Brendan Emmett Quigley. Have you met him? I, yes, Brendan is my brother from another mother. He I has like made so many puzzles. Yes, he has, and he has his own website. He just churns them out. Yeah, he, he thinks in puzzles. I don't know how they do it, Deb, <laughs> slash you guys. Uh you know, for me, it takes a while to come up with a good idea. Some people just have them all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. So this puzzle, the theme was like, the the, the title is Words of Introduction. And the theme had um, a, an acronym, I guess you would say, or like mm-hmm. for, for a phrase. So 21 across, kind words mm-hmm. is the clue. And the answer is, Kohinoor diamond, right? Which I've never heard of that. Really? Is that a big diamond? Oh, the Kohinoor diamond. Yeah, it was. It was very famous. I forget who owns it now. I don't even. Is that the? I think that's the diamond that Elizabeth Taylor might have owned at oh, one point because she was really into the big rocks. Currently in the possession of the Queen. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe it was a different diamond then. Well, I didn't know it. So okay. K-I-N-D, I get it. Yeah. 35 across has words, heart <laughs> and soul. But I like the fact that they are all, like the clues are all phrases on their own. Like yes. kind words and someone who has words with somebody else. Yes. That's very clever. 
big words is belief in God. Right. Root words is run out of town. Safe words is set a fine example. <laughs> Bad words, beyond all doubt. And last words is like a sore thumb. So I don't know. I just, I can't even imagine having this idea. Yeah. I, I'm just like. Well, they're all initialisms. Right. Or the, the clues are initialisms for the uh, theme entries. And it's awesome. I, th I think it's great. Yeah. I liked this puzzle. Deb, what's an initialism? Oh, that's the more appropriate word. Okay. Well, no, they're they're slightly different, and I yeah. don't mean to nerd out here. No, but I want to know. The an initialism is something that has you know the first letter of things, but you uh, don't necess you can't necessarily spell something out of them. An mm -hmm. acronym is something that is the first letter of each word, but that you would say, like NATO. Okay. okay. I see. That's a helpful distinction and a word to have. Initialism. In yeah. Clock it, log it, it's logged. <laughs> so You know what else I liked here is right to the right of Koenor Diamond and slightly below it is I Am a Rock. Yes. <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel song about emotional detachment. <laughs> well, not only that, because it's just right off of the Kuinor Diamond, which oh, is a yeah. rock. That's cute. I didn't really know that that song was about emotional detachment. I guess I never I listened to it. I guess if you listen to, to the lyrics, yeah, I'm an island, I am a rock. I thought it was well. about like you know being really self-assured. Oh, <laughs> individualistic. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about you, Olivia? Anything stick out to you here? Well, uh, you and Sam, the grid kid, published an article about rivers in Europe. Oh, yes. Recently. That was Sam's first assignment when, so he, when he came to work. I paid attention to geography for like five minutes when I was reading that. And there was a European river in Sunday's Fabulous. Puzzle. 41, uh, 41 down. I don't know. You know, Caitlin Lovinger is our weekend columnist now. I don't know if she linked to that, but I'll so have to check. 41 down, Belgian River to the North Sea. And so what I didn't pick up from the article was pronunciation so i'm not going to be able to pronounce that word for you so maybe deb or bianca can where are we y-s-e-r oh the easer 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 yeah. i can't tell you whether that's right or not i just like to sound very <laughs> confident that i'm right Make i think until that's you 90 percent of success in life by the way sounding like you know what you're talking about yeah, a lot of people do that um i liked that they um in 42 down, the clue is fish that can swim backward, and the answer is eel. I like that it was kind of a new way to clue eel. Oh, yeah. Which well, has to be in the puzzle a lot. It is, it is, and that, I think, is probably the bane of most constructors and editors' existence is trying to come up with a fresh clue for a really ubiquitous word. Eel. Like the or, or era, which is the most common word that's used in the New York Times. Really? Puzzle. I yeah. would have bet it was air or or. Well, I'm sure that's up there, too. Up there. Uh, or are anything with a lot of vowels and short. But era happens to be number one. Wow. And it can be a time period. It can be a laundry detergent. Yes. It can be. And so anytime somebody comes up with a new clue for a really... I hate to say boring because no 
words are boring, really, but was something that's used a lot. Uh, the uh, the whole crossword community cheers <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. wahoos because uh, it's a relief to see something new. Like I, there was something. I think there was a new clue for Eno the there other day. Was. No Eno. way. I. Don't remember what it was, but I just remember I wrote to Joel and I was like, bless you, <laughs> because that was, it was really nice to see something new after all this time. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Brian. I think he um, really lucked out. He's been, mm -hmm. he's been kept relevant. Well, I yes. mean, he's extremely talented. We all love Brian, you know. <laughs> listen to him on the way here we're gonna listen okay. to him on the way back oh that's good that'll make him feel good because i think he's a little salty about this personally i think he, he once <laughs> tweeted uh, yeah yeah i'm brian eno so the fuck what um and uh i think that uh, i think everybody had a great time with that one i think he got a lot of responses to that <laughs> because everyone knows that he and yoko ono are in the puzzle yeah. umpteen times yeah it 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 would be cool to be a celebrity with a a good puzzle name i yeah. think i would be really excited if i was in oh, the puzzle well, once a those, week you oh, have I'm all sure those you would be. that's great yeah joel will <laughs> sam deb Bianca Brady, a yeah, lot of vowels. So, yeah, mm -hmm. Olivia, too, has more vowels. Mm. Oh, well, okay, well, this is a contest. <laughs> but. All right, let's talk about Monday. Okay. This was by Andrew Kingsley. Ah, I like this one. Do you know him? I do. I do. He's Apparently, a teacher. He's moving to the Bronx soon. Yes. Maybe we can get him on the pod. I, I think you probably could. He's a very nice guy. This was a cute puzzle. Um. I liked it a lot, but I had, there were a lot of proper nouns yeah, and a lot of people I did not know who they were. Right. Yeah. There were a couple of things. I have a, um, a thing that I do on wordplay when I think that, you know, a lot of people accuse the New York Times crossword as being quote unquote for air older people right and then it's really funny too because a lot of the older people solve and when you have you know bay in the puzzle they say right. you know what the heck is that right so you know you have sort of this generational uh gap that people the younger people don't understand why they should know older things and older people don't know understand why they should know younger things and my feeling is that you really just need to know everything. There's nothing wrong with learning what bay means, B-A-E. Yeah. And uh, just like there's nothing wrong with learning who firefighter Red Adair was right. at 17 across. And But I, in order to do that... Um, I, to bring younger people into an understanding of some of what went on before they were born, I have something that I call Hi Kids. <laughs> and so whenever there's a uh, an entry like Firefighter Red, and I know that there's very little chance that they're going to know who Red Adair was, I'll say, hi, kids, you know, ask your parents <laughs> about this or ask your grandparents about right. this. And I'll, I'll explain who they were and uh, stuff like that. And it's great because I learned something, too. Yeah, same with Explorer Erickson at 42 across. Leaf Erickson, you didn't know that? No. Were you in his... Did you, I, I didn't mean, watch SpongeBob, SpongeBob Square. No, 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 not um, SpongeBob. I know, but he celebrates Leaf Erickson Day. That's oh, okay. how I learned about Leaf Erickson. Oh, man, okay. I know, I really... 
I really whiffed. I, you know, that's okay. I, I slept through a lot of school too. I did know Fifty Six across one of the Kardashians. There you go. Well, how could you not at this? I point? was having a major brain fart. I was sure. I was like, "What is the name of the tall adopted one?" Because I cannot think of a three-letter Kardashian first name. I couldn't think of it. Tall adopted. See, she's one? the only Chloe. one. Yeah. See, Kim is the only one I really know. So. I know, right? I don't. I guess I thought it was the. <laughs> I know, but she looks like. Um, I I like um, Twenty One Across Suzuki with the MLB record for hits in a single season. Right, Ichiro, and I love him because he's the only, maybe the not the only, but one of the only players who has his first name on his jersey, right, instead of his last name. Do you know why that is? I don't know. Well, in Japan and and a lot of Asian countries, they generally go by last name, first name. So most people in Japan refer to him as Suzuki Ichiro. Oh, okay. When he came to play in America, nobody knew that. He would he signed his contract Suzuki Ichiro and they thought Ichiro was his last name, so they put that on his jersey. It's so cool. Yeah. I would do little that. Little known it's a little known fact. I loved this puzzle. Um this was about breaking eggs. Yes, and it was quite an omelet. If you consider some of the eggs in there. <laughs> yeah. So the revealer is at 37 across. Hop to it or what to do to the various eggs in this puzzle's shaded squares. Get cracking. Right. And the I like how we, I, I would imagine the editors put the gray squares in just to let people mm-hmm. t- to make it a more of a visual that the eggs were being cracked. Because if as you read across there, it's like a chicken egg and then one of the letters is up one yes. one row so that it looks like it's being cracked. It's it's very cute. I like it's when there's idea. like a visual Yeah, me too. element. I think it's cute. Um and I like how they kind of look like sunny side up eggs to me yeah, in a pan. I didn't think of that. Anything else that you liked here, Olivia? Well, I'll note something that I took issue with which was 68 across i thought was a little bit silly the clue is the a of usa abbreviation and the oh, answer yeah. is um Six- a mayor a-m-e-r yeah which is just like a funny abbreviation because it is longer than usa which is more specific <laughs> you know <laughs> the a of usa a brr a mayor yeah I never abbreviated it like that before, <laughs> but I will now yeah. to save time. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Dory, 59 down, NYC's home to Matisse's The Dance. And the answer is MoMA. And my friend Dory works there. Oh, wow. And I went to there recently and I saw this painting, Matisse's The Dance. And I think that guys just had this idea that if they just painted stuff really big (laughs) on huge canvases, then they could be famous artists. The bigger, the better. Yeah. That's a very guy thing. Yeah. I was like, I can't even imagine having the confidence to just be like, I'm going to make a painting of people dancing. Big as possible. But it's going to be fucking huge. (laughs) And it will hang in a museum someday. That's My right. name's Matisse. Because it's not like Deal any- with it. <laughs> it's not like anyone has a house with walls big enough to hold the painting. It has to go in a museum. Yeah, yeah there's no other option. Hey, that's a good life hack. Just make it <laughs> yeah. so big. Right. It's only one place for it. 
I'm going to blow up my columns from now on. Yeah. Like supersize them. Honestly. You're going to need a huge TV screen to see them. Just before we move on. Okay. Did you know, uh, please tell me you knew this, 31 down and 44 down, Jazz Great, who sang I Put a Spell on You. Yes. Nina Simone. Thank you. That makes me feel so much Of course. Legend. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to Tuesday. It's the homie. Eric Agar. The homie. Deb, I might have a crush on Eric Agard. <laughs> we all do. He's so, like, I feel like he's on a different, like, plane, different plane yeah. of thinking. He's, like, his head is, like, in some sort of a smarter place than I mine. I think so. Where he and can he's, think he's of a cool machine things. when it comes to solving. Yeah, he's so fast. And he puts kind of flirty things in his puzzle. You think? <laughs> yeah, he does. Here, here was one where I had to, um, I had to actually reverse my hi kids and say hi mom mm-hmm. at nine down. Okay, because I had never heard of this phrase, pretentious and modern lingo, fake deep. Yep, I mean it makes perfect sense. I just had never thought of putting those two words together. Mm-hmm. It's a great phrase. It is it's a good one. Had you heard of it before yet? Yeah. Okay. Here and there. All right. In, well, in the mix. Today I learned. Today I learned. Um, we do a segment on the show called Crossword Cuisine, mm-hmm. which is where we talk about the food in the puzzle <gasps> and whether or not it's delicious. You guys are my new best friends because that's all I do. I love I love food and it makes me. I've gained I've gained weight since I started this job because every time there's food in the puzzle, I want to eat exactly. it. Exactly. It's an inspiration. And Eric puts so much crossword cuisine in today. He's basically a chef. (laughs) 28 across, spicy Chinese cuisine, Szechuan. Yes. And did you know that's the first time it's been spelled this way? Yeah, I I read that. Um, It had been spelled. I I actually like the S-Z spelling better. I think we see it more often. But they had S-I-C-H-U-A-N. Okay. In the puzzle a uh, couple of times, but this is the first time with the S-Z spelling. Um, also, 40 Cross had a little lamb <gasps> say. How brilliant was that? And the answer is eight. A-T-E. Eric, you have done it again, friend. <laughs> what about you, Olivia? Um, I noted 47 Across, which I really appreciated. The clue is rainbow mnemonic. Yep. And the answer is Roy G. Biv. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I love it is because you couldn't play it in Scrabble. You know, it wouldn't fly in Scrabble, but you could put it in the crossword. I appreciate that. Love Roy G. Biv. Very helpful. Yeah. Helpful for when you need to remember your colors. <laughs> it's helpful. Also, the theme of this, I didn't. It was very a guardian, mm-hmm. which means um, <laughs> too smart for me to get at first until I read wordplay. Um, so, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the re- it's revealed to be like group shots, and then all yeah. the theme answers you could put each of the words in the phrase in front of the word yeah. shot. We call that words that come after. Words that come after. Right. Okay. So for 17 across where the answer is cheap trick, you could put shot at the end of both of those words. So it would be cheap shot and trick shot. Crazy. And it's group because there's two of them. 
Yeah. Which I loved. And one thing I have to say that really amazed me in terms of this, because it just looks like a regular crossword grid, but Eric was able to cross every single one of his theme answers. Cheap trick crosses head slap, headshot and slap shot. Uh, body double uh, crosses long jump. Body shot, double shot, long shot, jump shot. But the revealer itself is crossed in the middle. I know. Right? How how amazing is that? Eric, we love you. <laughs> a guardian. Yeah. That's like a, I may have that's to That's a great that. word. You can, please. Okay. Don't credit me. And I love the fact <laughs> that Teen Vogue was in there. Shout out to some good journalism. Yes, Teen Vogue really doing the job these days. Um, shall we move on? Let's let's. This is Olivia's favorite day of the week. It's Miércoles, <laughs> because I like to say it's Miércoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the other homie, yep. Joel. Joel F. Right. So I have a little crush on Joel. Bianca <laughs> has a little crush on Eric, and I have a little crush on Joel. So it's the crossword heartthrust. And we love their puzzles. So yeah. It's always fun to have them both in one week. Yeah, and Joel is Seems busy with the minis too. Oh, he he must be. He must just be so, you know, working so hard, just yes, mining the salt. Poor guy, man. Occasionally, we remember to feed him. Does he need <laughs> like a shoulder rub or he anything? Probably. I I would say he probably does. Olivia's. You yeah, know, we can put you. We'll put you in touch. <laughs> um, I love Joel, but I don't like anagrams or geography. So this one was <laughs> not my favorite of his. I will say that. Yeah, I didn't even understand. So the theme is like uh, the the cap state capitals letters all mixed up. Other right. words. So you had two <laughs> two puzzles in yeah. one sort of. I didn't even really bother to unscramble them sometimes if I was like, I don't know what it is. I, think I that's can't. probably fairly common. Although if you're a diehard solver, you're going to go ahead and do it anyway. Oh, wow. That sounded like a challenge, Deb. <laughs> no, but it, seriously, there are some people, there are a lot of different kinds of solvers. There are some people who don't even see the theme, right. don't even care if there's a theme. They just want to solve the puzzle. There are some people who will stop. Mm-hmm. after they get the states mm-hmm. and recognize that that's the theme and okay i've had enough and then uh there are people who will say not only will i solve this puzzle and understand the theme but i'm also going to sit there an anagram what was it five yeah or four different uh state capitals now i'm going to make an admission of guilt okay for this one um it's kind of embarrassing but this is the kind of thing i do for my my readers um i needed help with this one Good. Mm-hmm. Tell us about I, it. I first of all, I'm not a good an- anagrammer at all. I just don't see them. I if I work on it enough, I can get it. But I, there are some, and there were a couple of these that I got right away. I don't remember which ones they were. I think Saint Paul. Yes. Uh, but I not only did I have to go to Sam Azursky for help with at least two of the capitals. Uh, in terms of anagrams, I, I said, okay, I've got the answer, but what's the state? What's mm-hmm. the state capital? I don't get it. But when I uh, wrote the column, and please don't kill me, copy desk, uh, I accidentally made them the capitals of the wrong states. 
<laughs> because I was clearly in a rush. Right. <laughs> and I think I said, you know, Dover was the capital of Massachusetts or something like that. Or, <laughs> you know, it's really the capital of Maryland. Uh, but I did fix it and I posted my correction of shame. Yeah. That's what we have to be honest. We have to Absolutely. have full disclosure. Absolutely. And, and my readers know all about that. They know how stupid I am. <laughs> Um, well, Deb, I kind of need your advice. So, um, so we get a lot of representation for rye bread in the crossword puzzle. Yes. Rye bread comes up it's a, a lot. It's a New York puzzle. Non, sometimes we get non-bread in the puzzle. Right. I think we need more diversity and representation bread? in the dib. puzzle. We could call it dib, diversity and bread. <laughs> And I'm an aspiring constructor. Oh, good. One day, I'd I like to. I get to write I'd about like to take a stab at it. What do you think of this as a theme? Like bread, like breads. <laughs> do you a think bread there would have to be more to it than putting in lots of kinds of bread? Uh, I think that. You never know. It has you to look know like a loaf. Tickle. I have to make the words you could, look like a You would like probably have to make it a loaf. Uh, you could Some put puns. down the steps to a recipe to baking bread. Ooh. Actually, I think somebody once did something like that. Or like a rising. There'll be some sort of yeah. image of something right. Yeah. yeah. Or you I could do know, puns. Puns on bread names. You can do. Okay. Well, I think... It's I'm I've landed on a theme. I've awesome. landed on a theme. I'm and I'm, go I'm going to at, at the next one of our many meetings, I'm going to bring up the I, the concept of diversity in bread. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need it now. It's right. like it's we needed it before. And now it's and long nuts. overdue. Yeah, <laughs> it's long overdue. What about the baguettes? You know, right. And the pumpernickel and a tortilla. Which is a, yes. What about a tortilla? That's bread. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure tortilla has been in the puzzle, but the thing, the thing about the shorter answers like rye is that they're great for getting constructors out of a, a small corner, mm-hmm. right? Something like pumpernickel is, is a long answer. So it's going to have to be, unless it's a themeless, it's going to have to be a theme answer. That's what's going to make my puzzle special. There you go. I think you're throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you think that's a good idea. I can't with wait. With your blessing, I'm going to I can't wait to solve go it. Go forth with that. I also wanted to talk one second. 37 down. Mm. Missing yeah. button in many an elevator. Yeah. And the answer is 13. It's so weird to me that this is a thing. Oh my god. Right. Okay, sometimes I can't believe Bianca and I I wrote next to 37 down. Truly can't believe this is a thing. What? We have inception. We have hive mind. (laughs) No, I can't believe it either. Please continue. It's like, is everyone just being superstitious? Uh, I would imagine that that's where it comes from. I don't know if they even do. They still do it. I don't think they do. Well, maybe just in older buildings, but I've definitely been in buildings. I think if I got into, at this point in my life, I think if I got into an elevator and saw a 13 button, it would freak me out a little bit. Really? Just because it was never a thing and I'm used to it. And I think it was a, um, I think it was a superstition. Mm -hmm. 
And for people who might or might not be superstitious, more stupid, more superstitious, stupid stitious, uh, than the builders of the building, I think they left it out just so people wouldn't freak out. I mean, I definitely have a lot of superstitions, Mm -hmm. but I don't like it when like the world at large validates that. I want to keep my superstitions to to myself. Like I can't buy an umbrella because the last time I bought an umbrella, I got hit by a car. Oh my God. I don't think, I I don't think that's a superstition. I think that's trauma. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely like PTSD around umbrellas and umbrella related purchases. And I also can't, get a sandwich at this certain deli because the yeah. past three times I have something bad has right. happened after. <laughs> God. Okay. So those are my two main ones. See, I think that's more like, again, I think those are just like bad experiences. I can understand why you would back away from that. See, a superstition for me is like what my, my grandmother used to do. She was an immigrant from Poland mm-hmm. and she believed that if you put a knife under, like if you were having bad menstrual cramps mm-hmm. or something, if you put a knife under your bed, it would cut the pain in half. That's hey, a superstition. Worth a try. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what could it harm except if your dog finds it? Uh, but the, yeah, I, I don't know. I actually lived in a house that was at number 13 at one point. And when I bought the house, it really freaked me out. I did not want to live there, but it was such a cool house in such a cool area that I sort of got over it. And cool. nothing bad ever happened to me. One one clue I would like to bring up yeah. before we move on that I was surprised that a lot of people didn't get was 36 down right above it, Killer mm. Bee. Yes. Can I explain that one? Because I really like yes. it. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's a question mark clue. Uh-huh. And that means that there's wordplay afoot. Uh, so you shouldn't take it on face value. And a Killer Bee is obviously a, a bee that kills. But if if you notice, there's a capital B there. So if you read it carefully, you, it's a proper name. It's not just your average buzzy bee. And the killer bee, I think the killer confused people. Mm-hmm. Killer bee actually refers to Samantha bee, the comedian Samantha bee, uh, who does full frontal. And they ref- I guess, I'm guessing that the clue refers to her as a killer because she's a comedian and she makes le- she kills. She, she makes kills. people laugh. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was a fabulous clue. I did too. I loved it. I love question mark clues. Me too. They I make live for me them. LOL a lot of the time. <laughs> All right. Thursday, Julie Berube. Yes. Do you know her? Uh, I have not met her. I have emailed with her. What's up, Julie? I think she lives in... She might be Canadian. I'm not sure. What's up, Julie? Sounds like a French-Canadian name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's a very good constructor. Yeah, this was hard. Yes, it was. Thursday gets to be... Right. Thursday really gets you. But you want to know, I don't want people to be afraid of that because to me, Thursday is my favorite day of the week. Really? Not because I know what Thursday is in Spanish, but I... I only know Miracolays. I don't know Thursday. (laughs) But because uh, I am a fool for being fooled. I love these tricks. Okay. And the only trick I don't like because I am blind to it is the trick that's in this puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Can I can I spoil it? Please. I mean, it's a it's a it's a rebus. Yes. And it's actually a double rebus. Yes. So I have this theory that if I start to fill in a puzzle and I don't get very far and I keep getting stuck on things that I know should be right and I wind up cursing at the puzzle, it's probably a rebus. Same. <laughs> okay. So I find that as my anger level increases, the more likely it is that it's a rebus. Yes. So that is usually when you put more than one letter in a square right. or a symbol or right. something cuckoo bananas. It, it is something cuckoo bananas. And I just want to say that a lot of people ask, well, how am I supposed to do that on my devices? And we have a really good article on the wordplay uh, section um, where you would go to read the columns. But above that, we have all of our different articles like the how to solve guide and the how to make a crossword guide. Uh, we also have an article called, yes, you can put more than one letter in a square. Yes, you can. <laughs> but, I need to read that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I will be happy to show you where it is. <laughs> Thank you. It, it there, The reason I wrote it is because I got really tired of explaining to people who don't necessarily read wordplay, but like to comment in the comments when they would say, well, how this is, this is, you know, blasphemy. How am I supposed to put more than one? And you're not allowed to put one, one letter, one square is what they generally yeah. say. And, um, the answer is no, it's not. You can put more than one letter in a square and there's a way to do that on your devices. Um, in the app and on the web, on your iPhone, in the app, there is a, I believe, a more button. Mm -hmm. And if you tap the more button on the keyboard, it reveals another keyboard with a button that says Rebus. If you tap the Rebus button, it opens up a box, that box on your uh, crossword and you can type in as many, well, I think it's up to seven letters. I'm not yeah. sure, but you can type in multiple letters and then you hit enter and it closes it and it's perfectly fine and legal. And the crossword police will not come and get you if you do that. No, they'll come and give you a, a medal, a gold medal. Yeah. Yeah. So this one had on and off. Right. And I got really stuck at 28 across that was Third a tough one. in a horror series, yeah. and the answer is Son of Frankenstein. That's a very vague clue, but that's Thursday for you. Yeah, and I never heard of that movie, and I did not mm -hmm. know that Frankenstein had children. Well, I don't even know if he did, <laughs> but well, the the scientist had children. It's his son oh, comes right. back to Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. In fact, if you ever watched Young Frankenstein, mm -hmm. uh, Mel Brooks's movie, Classic. a lot of the storyline was lifted from this movie. Oh, oh, okay. So I don't want to say lifted, but um, the, <laughs> Jay, sorry, I'm just giving my giving my dog another treat. So Chase, go get a treat. There you go. Uh, she said, I'm willing to be quiet if you keep feeding me treats. Okay. Um, also, I think I got it at 47 across. The clue is administrator of citizenship tests. And the yes. answer is immigration office. Right. And, and the on and the off go right next to each other, which I think is really neat. Yes. And it's the O-N at the end of immigration and the O-F-F at the beginning of office that are the actual rebuses. Right. I, I thought it was very satisfying. 
uh, whenever I mm-hmm. do realize it's a rebus, it's like a pre-solving high. Yeah. It's like it's like a a a first solve. It's kind of like, oh, I got this. Like, oh, I see what you're doing to me Thursday. <laughs> nice feeling. You think I don't see, but I see. I see you Thursday. One of the things I really liked about this one is there were a couple of Easter eggs in this puzzle that um, I don't know how many people really noticed. For example, at 28 across Son of Frankenstein, the cross are there at 14 down. Mm-hmm. Boris Karloff happened to be one of the stars of the movie, which I thought was great, as was Two Down, Bella Lugosi. Yes. So I like that That's a lot. That's amazing. And this is the placenta puzzle. Oh, yeah, five down. Right. One end of an umbilical cord. Thank you, guys. Placenta. <laughs> Bring back more placentas in the puzzles. Yes. Um, what else did I like? Oh, 17 across, famous Alan whose last name shares three of the four letters of Alan. Isn't that a great clue? And I have to tell I knew that right off the bat because Alan Alda was my first crush ever. He's so <laughs> crushable, Dave. He really is. I even, just watched the movie Bridge of Spies last night, and oh, he's wow. in that in a suit. And I'm like, what's up, oh, yeah. Alan? <laughs> he looked pretty good. He was, he was pretty, he, yeah, he still is pretty cute. And I love the fact that he's intellectually curious. He has that uh, podcast, Clear and Vivid. He does? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And fellow he, podcaster, Ellen Alda. Absolutely. You guys, like this, close like <laughs> that. <laughs> so. um, he was also in later seasons of The West Wing. Yes. Great character. Yes, that was Arnie a good character. Oh, you have a good memory for Thank names. See, I am not a name person. Um, I, I didn't know a lot of the proper nouns in this one, hmm. though. 40 down, the Ipcress file novelist. Oh, Len Dayton. Yeah. Now, can I just say something about Please. proper nouns? A lot of people complain about that. Uh, I have a different take on it. And again, this is just me. Your mileage may vary. I love the proper nouns. I love the brand names. I don't think a puzzle should be full of them. And what full of them means means different things to miss different people. But God help me if I had to try to solve a puzzle without proper names and brands in them. True. And that, that's something that Will did. Will brought that into the puzzles. I think it makes puzzles much more accessible to people because if you cannot get a, if you go through the clue list and you can't get a single answer, it's really discouraging. Yes. <laughs> and one of the things that I encourage people to do when they solve is scan the clue list and just go for the gimmies mm-hmm. go for the things you definitely know at first like Alda that was my first foray into the puzzle and you know there's something really satisfying and encouraging about that first entry you answer it's like okay I'm in exactly because I do have a deep fear every day that I will go through all the clues of the puzzle and not know a single one. I've I've had that nightmare too. It's terrible. Um, Should we move on to Friday? Sure. So this is by Trenton Charlson. Do you know him? Yes, and I think he makes very good puzzles. Now, what's your take on themeless versus themed puzzles? Um, I have two minds. Okay. The first mind is that I think they are some of the most exciting puzzles of the week. I love writing in those long, 
I call them crunchy answers. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, the high Scrabble count letters and, you know, phrases you've never seen before in the puzzle, I think that's really satisfying and fun to do. Um, As a constructor, I've never made one. Okay. Uh, I've tried, and I don't know how good. I haven't really given it my all, but... um, I tend to like the themed puzzles when I construct because as a writer, the development of the theme and the labor you go through to try and make the set as tight as possible is part of the fun for me. Mm-hmm. So, I, and that's missing from a themeless right. puzzle. To me, themeless, making themeless puzzles is more like engineering. It's very, it's like building. Yes. And Theme, making a themed puzzle is more like writing a book. Cool. It's, there's some creativity involved. Well, you were recently on another podcast called Five Things That Make Life Better. Yes, Lisa Birnbach's and podcast. And Sam Azerski was on with you. Yep. And he, I remember, I listened to it and I remember him saying, or you guys talking about how he can look at a phrase and tell immediately whether or not it has 15 letters <laughs> yeah. because he's, he's kind of a freak that way, <laughs> but I, lo- I love him for it because 15 is like the themeless for a Friday or Saturday. Uh-huh. Like well, that's the number that you need to hit. Well, or some most, most week day of the week, most weekday puzzle. I can, I can make words. Most (laughs) weekday puzzles, uh, are 15 by 15. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a really long answer, 15 is significant to constructors because it means you can put something that stretches all the way across the grid Mm -hmm. and there, if it allows for it in your design, um, but you can do that in themed puzzles too. I mean, we've I've had I've made puzzles where some of the theme entries are fifteen letters long. I, I can't count them the way Sam can. He 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 can do that like other people breathe. That's so cool. It is. It really Sam, is. Sam, you're really cool. Oh yeah. If you're listening, we love you, Sam. Um I liked this quote from Seven Down. I like the quotes in puzzles. Yeah. Um Automaker Bugatti, who reportedly said, I make my cars to go, not to stop. Right. Very Italian. But also extremely impractical. <laughs> you gotta right. be able to stop, bro. Um, Ettore Bugatti. I didn't know that that was a person no. with a first name. No, I didn't either. <laughs> I thought it was just a funny name. Can I tell you my today I learned? Yes. At 20 across, moon pies are apparently served with RC Cola in the South. I did not know that. I don't know what a moon pie is. It's like a marshmallow between graham cracker with the chocolate. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a branded s'more. Oh, yeah. yum. But and it's round and it's kind of crispy and marshmallowy. It's you delicious. You can still get them at gas stations and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never heard the RC Cola bit. I mean, no. that sounds like that's what they did when RC Cola was still produced. So, <laughs> um, Haven't seen one of those in a while. My official stance on this puzzle is that there are entirely too many puns. Or if you don't agree <laughs> with that, there are many puns. Uh, I have a, I made a complete list and I was pretty restrictive. I didn't count things that only sort of counted as a pun. But eight across, opportunities to watch the big game, safaris, 
like, okay. Well, did do, do you did you get that one? Because yeah, most I got people... the whole puzzle. But, oh, okay, <laughs> but I just my point is that they're excessive. Ring um, twenty six across. You're having way too much fun. I'm sorry. Ring we have to take out some lobe. of the fun. <laughs> Ring sight oh. lobe. That's not a pun. Yeah, well, Is sort it? of. It can be because most people, if you talk about a sight, most people think you're talking about a boxing ring, not oh, not a ring like a okay. hoop earring. I guess you're right. These are more just, okay, there's a lot of question mark clues, which yes. are your favorites. I, <laughs> there I was, feel threatened by them. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do feel threatened by them. But that's okay. You know what? That's something that I think you learn to like after a while. Like, for yeah. example, and I this is what made Maybe me Maybe when you become a dad. Yes, you, they're dad right. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> we make a lot of dad jokes. And like 40 down, the Boxer Rebellion question mm-hmm. mark. Yeah. Honest to God, I thought it was about underwear. Yeah, me too. I really did. Um, and box the Boxer Rebellion was a real thing. Right. It was a real rebellion. It turns out it's not about either of those things. It's about dog bites. Yeah. <laughs> of the Boxer breed of dogs. Now, 17 across conversation, some say, is the clue. And the answer is lost art. Yeah. The, um, Who's I saying think that? Who's going around they, saying that? They. Some. Some. <laughs> some of they. Um, you know what? They, that has been in the puzzle a couple of times. I actually looked into that because I thought it was a really interesting clue and a really interesting um, entry that there are quite a few lost arts according to the crossword puzzle. <laughs> um, writing in script, apparently cursive, is a lost art. Conversation, uh, I think manners was one of them. I may I may be wrong about that, but I I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool in a sort of an old timey yes. quirky way. Yes, we're gonna bring it back though. I think we Seems should. Seems like we're doing it right now. Seems like we're conversating and it's not lost it's no. very found it's artistic yeah i write in cursive so mm-mm-mm. olivia has beautiful mm-hmm. handwriting oh i'm very for jealous. the listening audience i you don't i've typed it, for so long i don't even remember how to write <laughs> um anything else stick out to you here uh-huh. cw sitcom horror drama about a medical examiner who eats brains okay i gagged a little bit i zombie I've never watched that. Me and neither. I really don't. Now, well, now that I know that they eat brains, I don't have much of a <laughs> a desire to watch it. Yeah, I thought, I also thought 56 down, I wrote, cool. The clue is, in quotes, bones. And right. the answer is dice. Right. Is that? It's in quotes because that's a nickname for dice. Although, honestly, we have, we do have things that are nicknames for other things like moolah for money that we don't put in quotes. I think Mm -hmm. the quotes are there to sort of give you a little boost because without it, just the word bones would be really cruel. That's more of a Saturday clue. (laughs) Yeah. So there are little things that get done to sort of put it back in the Friday slot. That's cool. It's always nice to see Dr. Ruth in the puzzle as a sexpert. She's a sexpert. She's so funny. She is. She's so free and open. And before before it was time, you know. Yes. But I like that. And I liked Fall Guy at five down with mm-hmm. the question mark because 
most people on the surface would think of a fall guy as somebody who takes the rap for somebody. But with the question mark there, they're actually talking about the fall of Adam and Eve. And so the guy would be Adam. Yeah, right? Dang. I'm mind blown. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Saturday's puzzle. May the fourth be with uh. you. <laughs> Um, now I just want to say here, mm-hmm. um, that we're now traveling into unknown territory for me right. because I don't write the weekend columns anymore. That's done by the, uh, startlingly dangerous Caitlin Lovinger. <laughs> uh, she took over for me so that I could edit other things. Uh, but, uh, she writes a terrific column. If she does. Too. She's awesome. But I, I liked this puzzle. It was very hard. Yeah, well, and as, there was as Saturday a, is yeah, want to be. There was a numeral in it, the number right. four. Exactly. Crazy. That's, that's also a rebus. That's also a rebus. But there's only one which threw a lot of people off. Yeah, I had for eight across, the clue is U.S. Independence Day informally, and I had fourth. Which you know what? Fits. Mm. I know. I get very salty about that. I when get it. Fits, it pisses me off. You know? Yeah. But I liked this puzzle. Lots of who's. Um, the dark at the top of the stairs playwright mm-hmm. at 24 Cross. I don't even know how to pronounce that. In- Ing. 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 I don't I never read that. I'm I don't know how to read. I no. I never learned. <laughs> Um, I put a smiley face next to 18 down. The clue is, is tough enough? And the answer is, can take it. Can't, can take it. Can take it. Oh, that's nice. I read that originally as can't take it. And then that seemed to be a nice symmetrical uh, partner to 24 down. I need a hug. Oh, yeah, and I thought that that was funny because the clue is request from someone who's disconsolate. And I love when the clues have, like, we we call it crossword alien, where it's like a person or an alien, a being, comes down to Earth, and they are doing uh, human, right? Right. And they're like, hello, I am disconsolate. <laughs> I have a request. Well, it's like, <laughs> I need a hug. Do you, do you read the Strange Planets com- no. comic on Instagram by Nathan Pyle? No. Oh, my God. It's so funny. And I I uh, happen to read a lot. And his aliens talk that way. They tried. They're always doing human things, but they're right. describing them at, you know, they re- reduce it down to its absolute <laughs> essence. Yeah. It's really funny. I'm disconsolate. Yes. What about you, Olivia? Um, Anything stick out here? Yeah, 36 across I thought was a nice tricky clue. It is fashion lines. Uh, and the answer is ad lib. Yep. Which took me uh, a long time because there's been like a similar clue recently uh, that the answer was like hems, I think. The clue was yeah. something like fashion lines and the answer was hem or theme or something and like I that. And I feel really bad about that because I've told people that whenever you see the word lines in a clue, it's going to refer to seams or hems or something mm-hmm. like that. And boy, was that wrong. <laughs> uh, but do you understand why it's fashion lines? Yes. Okay. I, it's a great, I like 
that one a lot. I love it when they take something that looks like it should be a noun and make a verb out of it or like you're fashioning lines so you're ad-libbing. Yeah, it's cool. I really liked six down. The clue is playfully fantastical and the answer is Susian. That's a great entry too. It looks like there are lots of stuff in here that's fun to write into the grid. Yeah, for sure. Um, And... It's always so satisfying to get through a Saturday. Oh, yeah. Feels good. It feels good. Um, I liked, let's see, what do I have here? I have a lot of who's. Um, I have, is tell A lot of who's, as in who is this? Yeah. <laughs> Poet, lyricist who wrote the 1974 number one okay. hit, Seasons in the Sun. <laughs> Who? <laughs> see, and to me, that's last Thursday. Oh, you know? I see. I okay. see. Um, I liked this puzzle. I liked a, I liked a mini theme in a themeless. Yeah. That was fun. Um, People are always surprised when that happens. And Mark Deal. Yes. I don't know him. Do you know him? I do. He's a dentist. Which, I saw you know, him. Which, which, which seems like a natural foreign to constructing. Yeah. I mean, dentistry. How about it? How about that How profession? About that? Yeah. I wonder if he works on a sliding scale. He can get in here for cheap. I know. I got to <laughs> go. I got to take a oh, trip yeah. to the dentist. All right, Deb. Well, thank you for doing this with us. Well, this thank was you so for having me. amazingly fun. I can't. I mean, you just, it's like find your people. And yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Find your tribe. That's what the Karasuri community yeah. is all about. We're we're great people and thank you for coming all the way out of here. Of course. Yeah. And um I don't know. We'll do listener mail next week. We okay. so you know, stay tuned. We got a lot of we got a puzzle. Somebody made a puzzle for us. Oh, that's week. so sweet. So we're gonna do that. Uh shout out to Rachel. And I don't know. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you.